Gospel reading. From Mark chapter 8. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. Jesus said all this quite openly, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life, those who are ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation? Of them the Son of Man will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. So, many of you already know from my prayer request, and because our church is small, and so news travels quickly, that this has not been an easy weekend for my family. Friday night, as we were getting ready to go to dinner in Portland, after a day at the zoo, I got a call that my dad had been taken to the hospital in Tacoma in an ambulance. Details were limited, but my sister said to go ahead and have dinner since it was 4.30 on a Friday, and leaving Portland right away would mean that traffic would likely cause us to get there at the same time, so we might as well eat. And honestly, I wasn't really too worried at first. My dad is young, he's 58, he's pretty healthy, so we didn't rush our meal too much. As we walked back to my car, my sister called me sobbing. Through tears, she said, it's really bad. He has a mass on his brain, they don't know what it is, you should get here. So many of us have gotten calls like that about the people we love, and it's never easy and you never know what to do. So we quickly got into the car and we started making our way to our home to pack up our dog and diapers and head north. Greg, my spouse, asked right away, what do you need from me right now? What a good husband, what a good question. I knew that we would soon be making checklists for our fast packing, planning out the weekend as much as we could. I knew that Greg would be invaluable in all of that, but what I needed what I needed in that moment was prayer. I just didn't know what I wanted to pray for. I just knew I needed it. Greg asked, what do you need right now? I asked if we could pray the Lord's Prayer together as we drove through the streets of Portland, and it was just what I needed in that moment. I actually like our readings from today, from Isaiah and James and Mark, and on any other Sunday, I would be really excited to preach about Peter naming Jesus as Messiah and then immediately trying to rebuke Jesus and getting rebuked in return. I would love to talk about teachers and knowledge and the power of words from our readings from Isaiah and James. I would. Any other Sunday. 
But this Sunday, I, I ask for your forgiveness because I'm not going to talk about any of those. Instead, I hope you can forgive me for this last-minute change to our scripture readings because rather than the Gospel of Mark that we just read, I'd rather read the Lord's Prayer from Matthew. Rather than our reading from Isaiah 50, I'd rather read words from God in Isaiah 41. The first reading from Matthew I found in that moment in the car with Greg as we recited the Lord's Prayer, and Hadley in the back of our car when we get to the Amen, I hear this small, small voice, Meh! That's how she says Amen with us. In the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, Jesus says to his disciples, Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven, give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For the moments when we don't have the words to pray, Jesus has already given us the words. Words we say every Sunday as part of our worship, words my little family says together each night as part of Hadley's bedtime. They're familiar, they cover all the bases, and for me, the biggest gift in those few minutes praying as we drove was the reminder that in all of this, in every uncertainty, in every fear, in every pain, in every need we might have, we are not alone. And we don't start that prayer alone, even if we're saying it individually. We don't say, my Father, who art in heaven, we begin with our Father. We begin saying these words with Christians all over the world, all through history. We say these words with Jesus and his disciples, our Father who art in heaven, our Father who knows our hearts, our minds, and our souls, our Father who loves us, who chooses us, who provides for us our daily bread and all that we need, provided us, provided me with the prayer I needed. Those words, our Father, as we reached out to God, to our divine parent, to the one whose will we pray be done, echoed in my ears as I thought of my Father and all the ways he drives me crazy and all the ways I love him. In those words, in that prayer, as we drove to Tacoma, as we met with my dad and our family in the hospital, as we wait for test results that never seem to appear, this prayer that Jesus teaches us became and becomes my silent mantra of comfort and hope. And I need that comfort and hope. Amen. I am so thankful. Yesterday, our bishop came up and met us at the hospital to provide pastoral care, prayer, and comfort. And they always say that in our denomination, the ELSA, that our bishops are supposed to be pastors to the pastors. But that doesn't always happen. But here he was, willing, actually, to come to the hospital at 10.30 at night on a Friday. And I said, no, I was, I was just like all of you. I said, no, 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 just wait till the morning. We'll be okay. I asked him after the visit if he had some time to sit with me for a bit. And we found ourselves in the waiting room of the neurological ICU at St. Joseph's. And I broke down. I hadn't realized how much I had been holding in. Driving for four hours, packing, planning, being a support for my stepmom and my sister who had been at the hospital all evening, hearing all kinds of mixed reports, I didn't realize that I hadn't really had a chance to cry yet. Because I really want to be brave and strong and in control. I want to be Pastor Megan and care for those around me. I hadn't really realized how scared I was 
until I sat down with our bishop with my own pastor. And I'm sure many of us have had that experience of trying to get through the day, through the hour, through the moment, as we sit with uncertainty and worry and fear. Our bishop reminded me that I might need some space for myself to process, to cry, to not have to take care of anyone else, even if it was just for a few minutes. And so when Hadley finally showed real signs that if we didn't get her into her pack-and-play for a nap soon, we were going to be sorry, we took a break from the hospital to go back to my sister's house. Greg took Hadley inside, and I waited in the car, and I prayed. I prayed the Lord's Prayer and all kinds of other prayers. I cried, and as I sat there listening for God in those moments, one of my favorite hymns came to mind, and I played it on my phone, you are mine. Based on Isaiah's words in chapter 41, verse 10, where through Isaiah God says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Our Father, who art in heaven, our divine parent, the creator of the entire universe, says to us, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. And those holy words burst me open again. Because in all our fears, all our worries, all of our uncertainty, our Father, our God, is the one who loves us. Each and every one of us, so much so that God sent God's only Son to the world to live with us, to share in our doubts and our fears and our pain with us, to be in relationship with us, to pray with us. This Son, this Jesus, goes to the cross for the entire world, to bring God's kingdom and God's will to earth, to give us the love we need most, to forgive us, to rescue us. Jesus dies and rises from the dead to give us life and love and grace. Jesus brings us this life and this love and this grace, grace even as he teaches prayer, even as he prays with us. Our Father in heaven says to us, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. You are not alone. You are my children. You are loved, and you are forgiven, and you are mine. We'll be praying the Lord's Prayer as part of our communion liturgy, but I invite you to pray with me now. And if you don't know the words or you know a different version, that's fine. God knows our hearts. I just invite you to take this time to pray with me, to pray together, to pray with all the people of faith who are praying these words today, who prayed them yesterday, who shared over the centuries as we share these words with Jesus. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.